Okay, we're going to go back to the Tanur uh, Rabbanan at the bottom. It's about uh, about ten lines up on eighteen uh, B. Tanur Rabbanan. Know where everybody is? Online hasn't appeared yet. Okay, I think we're connected. Um, but Tanur Rabbanan. Our rabbis learned those Torahs that were on uh, again eighteen B Yudches Samud Beis. Those Torahs Kanos. These are the laws of jealousies Kanos. So that implies that the same husband he gets jealous more than once. So So that implies uh, he can take her again. He'll get jealous from one man and he'll get jealous from another. She can have more than one drink. Rabbi Yehuda. Now, by the way, there is, if she's really innocent, she gets a blessing. So maybe she wants another, you know, the, the Morris says that Hannah threatened to become a Sota so that she could have a child, uh, which is a strange concept. Can somebody uh, pretend to do something wrong in order to get the good result? Isn't that, the whole idea was that they're doing tshuva, and when a person does tshuva, but if, if they went into it not really planning on doing the Yavera, would it really work? It was the whole, but uh, but uh, uh, any rate, but there was a blessing if they, in the end, held back and had the strength, uh, even after they've uh, uh, thought in their minds that they were planning on doing it, but they had the strength of character to say, nope, they're not going that far. So that, that then they get rewarded. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, Zos, it says this, Shein Yisa Shosu Vishona. So we've got set up a machlokus, and Basically, we're going to leave the Gemara. That's where the Gemara is going to do now, is it's going to figure out what are they arguing in. But they both have a point. It does say plural, jealousies, but it does say singular zos. So that's what we've got to figure out here today. How do we, com- how do we combine the, the two? So Om Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, how can you tell me one so to drink per customer? What about the famous story? We have the story where Yehuda the ditch digger. What a job to be a ditch digger. Okay, somebody's got to do it, right? He's the ditch digger. Uh, that he said that uh, they can have as much drinks as they want. They, they can show Sivishona. They can drink more than once. The Kibwe do so. But we only understood that he meant if it's two different men. In other words... She becomes a sota from one man, she becomes sota a different man. But the same guy, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> in other words, if, she, if she's fooling around with the same guy, you would have thought by now, uh, we don't give her another sota drink on the same guy. You could look at that in two ways. Either the husband should accept that the wife doesn't, uh, is innocent, or uh, at this point, uh, that like like we said before, maybe they need to move on, right? But but they say no. He says women, there's no one so to drink per customer, whether it's uh, whether it's one one dude whether it's two dudes. What are the Tanakama going to do with the word this, which implies only one per customer? And what are the Rabbanim Basrai Nami Aksiv Torah? It says jealousies. Oh, here we go. I guess we're working. Um, so, Omar, uh, so we're two lines from the bottom on Yud Chesamid Beis. Omar Rava, he says, uh, he's going to clarify. Again, we, don't, we know the background a little bit. We have a dilemma here that it says jealousies, plural. On the other hand, it says this, which implies just one per customer. So, how are we going to. Set up the debate. So, if it's the 
uh, one husband and uh, one uh, one dude, uh, everybody agrees that she's not going to drink twice. It says Zos, as we turn to today's page. But let's say she's married twice. And uh, each time, and it's a different, uh, it's a different boyfriend each time. So cool, So why shouldn't she drink? She drank for one husband. It's a different marriage, a different dynamic. She can, she can have, she can go through this again. The Steve Torah. You would think she wouldn't want to go through it again, but okay, because it does say jealousies. Ki pligi. Where is the debate? Uh, the with one husband, and two dudes, uh, or uh, dude sounds better than paramour or whatever. I don't know what word to use. But anyway, or bishnei anashim, or what about if it's uh, two husbands, but it's the same boyfriend? So in the, the question really is, when we say one one soda per customer, maybe does it go by, it's like she drank from this man or from this marriage, only one per marriage and per boyfriend, or not? It says Torahs, plural, Larabos Kulo. That seems to uh, include uh, more than one drink. Zos, but there is the word Zos, which excludes Lamute Ishechad The same guy and the same boyfriend that we exclude. Rabbanu Basroi, the later rabbis, they said no, Zos, Lamute Kulo. The word Zos comes to exclude everything. Torah then came, meaning only one drink per customer. Aye, it says Torah. So Rabbi Shnei and If there's two marriages, two boyfriends, that's, that would include it. Uh, and then we have the third view. So we thought there were only two opinions on this matter. There's actually three. Rabbi Yehuda, Sabar, Zos, Lamute, Tarsi. Torah, Rabbi, we include two and we exclude two. So Zos, Lamute, Tarsi, we exclude two. Yishechad, Obol, Echad. If there's the same guy and the same boyfriend, or Yishechad, or even... The same guy and two boyfriends, not one sota per customer. Toras, l'rabe Torah shnei anashim If there's uh, two husbands and one boyfriend, or shnei anashim, or two husbands and two boyfriends, there can be more than one drink. So it, it ended up being a little, little bit complicated depending on how we darshaned the psukim. We had this contradiction. We had a riboy and a miyat. We had the, the Toras, which was plural, and then we had the zos that was singular, and we had four cases. <laughs> so it was difficult to get in. You know, almost everybody compromised a little bit. Everybody agreed that there could be a case where there's another drink, let's say where there's another marriage and another boyfriend. And everybody agreed that with the same guy, the same husband, you don't want to have her drink twice. But the question was about the middle cases. Okay, new mission. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but I don't think they're darshaning it like a like a plural word. Like Torah is sort of like a smichus of a singular word. Uh, maybe just on me, uh, rebuing me, it, like it's just it's another word, so they're using it like another rebuy word or something. But I don't think it's a plural word. Okay, that's possible. The Rashi does say that more or less. Torah. Vahai mihas asti liriboy. That comes to, so the question though is, I was assuming that there's a plurality. I don't know that there's a plural in in that word toras. But Steve is saying that it's not really plural, but it does come to teach something. In other words, Torah really means like the laws of something. 
it could be a singular law, but it's it's apparently it's extra. It's similar to the word like bias, and then you say base safer. Mm-hmm. So this is Torah, or like Torah Samus. Torah Samus, the Torah of truth. So when you have a smichus, this is a smichus for like Torah. It's like Zos Torah, Hamitzorah, Zos with Torah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Torah, Torah's plural would maybe need a vav in there. Or I see. There is a Torah, which would be for sure plural. Okay. That's, I, I agree with you. I, I hear what you're saying. So he, he's just saying that when we said that it included more than one case from the word Torah, it wasn't because the word Torah is plural. It's just that the word Torah is a reboy. It's coming to include something else. Okay. New Mishnah. Uh, new Perak. Hayonotas min kasa. So um, the, uh, she's bringing this flower offering. Now, uh, at this stage... We take the flower offering, from her Egyptian basket. We talked about this before. Most people bring a mincha in gold or silver, and she's bringing in a Kroger bag in an Egyptian basket. Uh, it's like an animal kind of thing. And we put it klishoris. There is an interesting thing here. Who's doing the taking over here? Who takes it from her? So, um, Rashi... Um, Rashi learns the husband takes it from her. Uh, we didn't really mention him. Is he in the picture over here? He's bringing her to drink, but she's coming clean. So isn't it just between her and the Kohen? So apparently he, I was assuming he pays for this offering too, by the way, because he's in charge of all her expenses at this point. So he's got to even pay for the, uh, the flower, but let's see the Rashi. We call the Kohen to do the, the hand. That's the similar to when you bring a Korban the, the, after the uh, after the Shkita, we call the Kohen. So here also, the, we don't necessarily need the Kohen. So when we say uh, the bringing near, he says the putting in the vessel, the transferring from the Kroger bag, the Egyptian basket, into the temple vessel, and the adding of the oil or the mixing, that could be done by a non-Kohen. And so Rashi assumes that it's going to be the hubby over here. Um, Is there an honor to do that? Uh, probably not in this case. He's probably pretty embarrassed over here bringing his wife to... Uh, uh, to take the soap to do. Whose wife? Oh, that's not my wife. No, that's his. Uh, um, but, uh, so why wouldn't he want her shliach to do it then? I wonder why Rashi's saying that. That's a good point. Um, I believe Tosos has a little bit of a different take. Tosos says, mm-hmm. The Kohen is the one who takes it. Um, so. It's a question of a voda less than Kavod. Yeah. I mean, like, it's but it is interesting that Rashi learns the husband does and Tosus uh, brings the Kohen does. Okay, but the Mishnah doesn't say who, who it is, uh, but we have this debate here. Okay. But Tosos would, would probably agree nevertheless that it's kosher for the Baal to do it, no? Uh, could be. Right. 
Right. So it's a question whether Tosis would agree to that. Um, um, I'm not sure. Tosis seems to want to set it up as an argument, but okay. Well, have to, it sounds like there is a little bit of a dispute here whether the husband or the Kohen has to be the one. Again, that, not the one who takes the handful, takes the kamitsa, but the one that takes it out of the Egyptian basket and puts it into the uh, temple basket. Okay. So uh, we do that. Then we give it back to her uh, because. She has to do the waving. This is her offering. So we simply removed it out of the Kroger Egyptian basket and put it into the fancy temple basket, and we give it back to her. The Kohen, now she's doing the waving. How does the waving work? The Kohen puts his hand under hers, and they wave. Heinif, they wave, Vehigish, and they come near. Kamat, they take the Kamitsa, Vehiktir, and they burn the Kamitsa, Vashar Nechel Kohanim. So that's the uh, basic order here. So now the discussion is, how do you wave? Um, uh, you've got a woman here. How does the Kohen wave together with the woman? So uh, this also is uh, somewhat of a debate here. Um, Tostas brings from the Yushalmi that has a question. Uh, usually we don't touch women's hands. So you wouldn't want a Kohen to wave with a woman because then he's touching her hand. So um, the Tosos Shantz, he brings, um, he brings an answer that we get an old Kohen, who's not likely to have any feelings about a young woman. Uh, l- let's look at the Tosos Shantz. It's The Tosos Shantz is all the way on the left. Tosos brings it, but he doesn't bring this part. Ubushalmi pirish amailo kashin lehihura. The Yushalmi says, why aren't we worried? True, there's a mitzvah to wave, but maybe he'll get attracted to her. We get a real old Kohen to do it. You know, one that's not interested in a young woman. But he has a question. Isn't the Kohen's hand going to be a chatzitza with her hand? How do you have two hands? How do you have, usually one person does the waving. How do you do a double wave? So uh, you can't have two people do it. So uh, one answer is that you have one do it after the other, uh, whether that would be good. He wants to say maybe uh, you, one hand is under the other hand. In other words, they wave. There's enough space to have like, like that. Um, uh, the tosis here brings another idea. Maybe there's like a hanky in between. You know, maybe there's like, the coins, her hand, and then you put a cloth, and then you put his hand, and then well, they wait. Ah, but wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be an interposition? Right, that's correct. So um, that's the uh, if you want to look, uh, let's look at the the second tosus. The we should look It doesn't just say he brings it in. The coin has to do the waving. He puts it under hers. Now, it sounds like it's disgusting to have a coin touch a married woman or any woman. He could bring a cloth. Maybe coin zakin. It says that no, they bring an older coin. Tosus wants to say you can even bring a young coin. That's not the, you know, this, this woman who's uh, about to blow up and is uh, being shamed. 
it's not really a romantic uh, interlude kind of thing. Uh, there's no Yesahara. There they have a question, what if she's missing her hand? Uh, can, can the Kohen do the waving for her? Well, at any rate, that's, there's a, how the waving works is a whole subject. I just wanted to mention it without getting into it. it it's an indirect question over here. How does the Kohen and the woman wave? Do they wave with a gloves on? Do they wave in different parts? Do they wave uh, with an old Kohen? Do they wave with a young Kohen and we're not worried? Those are all the possibilities. Okay, back to the mission. Hayo um, Mashka. So then they give her the drink and then they bring her Minka. Rav Shimon says no. First they bring her offering and then they give her the drink. What happens if she drank first and then they brought it? Kshera. So it's really just a question, what's the ideal order? Does her offering come first or does the drink come first? Let's see the Gemara. Apparently there were two Reb Yashas. So he said to the Reb Yasha, who was the generation Xer or whatever, who was from his, his Chabura, his Chavra, not, not the other Reb Asha, who was from the other previous generation. That's the expression, I know. Uh, Reb Yasha de Dora. Um, Rashi brings a little bit of the other. Um, uh, the question, the other Reb Yasha was a Godel, was Zakein, was much older, and... Uh, uh, so he said to his the young Reb Yasha, okay, lo could also be the way he spoke. We knew he wasn't speaking to the elder Reb Yasha. He said, don't sit down, don't sit on your hunches until you explain this to me. In other words, uh, he wouldn't have talked to the elder sage like that. The young rabbi, he said, his kavrusa, he said, don't sit down until you tell me pshat. That's the expression. Okay. Where do we know that it has to be waived? Not every offering needs to be waived. The answer is where well, says Manola and Vehenif Sipo. It's a Bufurish Pasik, it says Vehenif. Uh, so the Morris says Babala Manolan. But how do you know the owner has to do the waving? Let's just let the Kohanim do the wave. Why how do you know that the owner has to come there and wave their own offering? So the Gemara answers Asi Yad Yad Mishlami. We learn out from Shlami. Siv What's the mention of her hand? Of course he takes it from her hand. If she has it and she's giving it to him, so it's coming from her hand. Why does the Torah mention hand? It must be that she gives a hand. My kan kohen Well, both cases are kohen. My lahalim Just like over there by the shlomim, you've got the one who's, the, who's bringing it. Afkan bebalim. Haket said, how does it work? And so, in this case, it's the woman, and they do the wave. Um, next. So then we said, They do the waving, and then they bring the handful, and they take the drink, and then they bring the mincha. So, um, um, the Gemara says, uh, didn't we bring it already? Uh, what do you mean you bring it later? What's the regular order? If you wave. In other words, our, our question was, didn't we already bring it? When they waved it, they were bringing it. So Morris says, no. Heinif, vehigish, kamatz. They took the hand, fell vehikter, and they burnt it. Bashar nechala kohanim. Ubashka gufa pligi. And the debate is the timing of the drink. Rishimin v'rabonin. Rabonin sabri mashka vaka. First, the order is we stop. We stop right then and there, and we say, now it's time for your drink. 
Rav Shimon says, no, mincha, no, we bring it, and then she sees her mincha being burnt on the altar, and then mashka, But even though he says it's ideal to, do, to uh, drink afterwards, in other words, you've got to coordinate it. Maybe the coordination went off, uh, so he's admitting it's kosher, as we turn the page. Now we're going to get into the argument. It has to do a little bit with the psukim, everything to do with the psukim here. Tan Rabbanan Vehishka, the Pasuk says, uh, it repeats itself about the drink. My Tamalom, or what's it coming to teach? Now we already know she drinks. It comes to tell you, Shim Ninka Megillah. If after, what is the extra drink? Have a drink. Why is it telling us, have your so to drink? Because in case they already erased Hashem's name. Vomeris, and she says, ah, I changed my mind. Any Shosa. So then, Ma'arin Oso. Then uh, we, uh, we say, wait a second, you can't back out now. He says, why does it say drink, drink? The first time is optional, but the second time is if she wants to back out at the point of no return, Rebbe Kiva says we forced her to take the drink. Rav Shimon says no. It says afterwards she drinks my tumblumer. What's it come to Chichaklochmarnevishka? I had said to drink already. El It's coming to tell you the timing that the drink is after everything. Hamorim Lamala. Magid Gimel Devorim. It's coming to tell you that there's three halachas, Ma'akvinbo. Three things that could make it no good. So Ajilokorva Komats. If um, if they didn't yet bring the handful and she drinks, it's no good. Or if they didn't erase uh, the writing, it's no good. Or if she didn't take the oath, it's no good. In other words, certain things have to happen before she drinks. So the fact that you got to bring the offering first, because that's his opinion, as we said earlier. He says, first you got to bring it, and then you take the drink. Wait a second. If you didn't erase the Megillah, what's the drink? Isn't that what's in the drink? Is that you take Hashem's, like, it's not just the water. She's going to drink the spring water. That's not uh, with the dirt. I mean, Samar said, Ashlamiya Megillah, Elamai Mashkele, what are you giving her to drink? What happens if you're in the process of erasing it? It takes a few minutes for the ink to, uh, uh, to dissipate. And so what happens if you could still see the writing on the parchment? It's Rishumu Nikr. And she's in a rush to prove that she's innocent. And she grabs it from the Kohen and she gulps it down. Right? So, but they say, well, hold it. It's not fully erased. That's the question. In other words, if she drank, I, I, say, I made that up that she grabs it. But uh, the, the scenario is that somehow she drank it before it was fully erased. Maybe the Kohen thought it was all erased. And someone else picks it up and says, wait a second, you didn't do a good job. You, got, you, it, it's still, you can still see, it's true, most of the ink is off, but Rishumo Nikr means like you still see the imprint a little bit. And apparently you got to get it all off. You got to get it totally erased. I don't know if you have to agitate it or if you, I, I don't know what the, what the process is to get all the ink, to, or is it just a question of time? If you leave it in the water long enough, all that ink will disappear. Yeah, the cloth. No. The ink on the cloth. Right, but the, rish- the rishuma... Yeah, I, I, I was wondering that too. Does I it mean, mean... Maybe it's, you have to take the knife. I'm, I, I have in mind, like, you're taking an exacto knife and it's great because all the ink is gone, but the rishuma is 
really the impression that's left in the, in the clock. But apparently even that has to come out. So maybe that maybe it just has to be smoothed over so that the, the form of the letter isn't recognizable. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was wondering that too. So it's the same water that she drinks, or is this something different? This is the water that she drinks. Our question is if she drank it before it was fully erased. So the first thing Morris said, if they didn't erase it, what's it to talk about? No, they erased most of it, but you could still right. see the uh, the outline on there. So that that was the question. So I choose tabula shvua. Why are they worrying about stuff like that when it seems like this is a kaddish baruch that's going to make the, the juice? Do what it's going to do. Right, but maybe you have to fully erase it for it to work. In other words, there's a procedure. We've got to erase Hashem's name, and and uh, for whatever reason, they thought it was erased, but it wasn't fully erased. So this is telling you that the Kohen has to make sure it's all erased. It's got to, the in order for this to work, he's got to follow procedure, which is to totally erase it. But what happens if she gulped it down beforehand? That's the question: whether that would work. So um, actually, uh, we said, what about if she drank before she made the shvua? Mishtihu de lo shasa. Um, we're implying that she wouldn't drink. Ha miktuksivi, but would it even be written? Vomar rava megillus tosha kasev kodesh shkabo le shvua. We only write it after she says she swears that she wasn't defiled. In other words, that's exactly what we write. What are you saying that the issue is? Uh, she didn't take the oath, but you wrote it. You wouldn't even write it if she didn't take the oath yet. That's the question right now. Lamar said, you're right. But that case, we really don't have that case. There is no case where you would write it before. You're writing what she swears. She swears she's innocent. That's what we're writing. Yeah. So, okay, fine. So we've set up uh, the, uh, the debate here um, on these requirements. But my commitment, what are they arguing? So Gemara said, there are three psukim. There's, it says drink three times. You've got the first drink. And after he gives her to drink, basra, and then you got the third one. You got a set of three drinks. And so it's putting us into Drusha territory over here. Put on our darshaning caps. How do what do the three drinks teach us? So Rabbanan, Savri, the Rabbanan say, we're right in the middle of the page. The Rabbanan, they hold Hashka Kama Lagufa. The first one, that's just basic narrative. That's always like that. The first one is Lagufa, Shemashka, Maka, that the standard order is you drink first and then you bring the offering. Shemashka, Vaka, Maka, Kasa, that's what you do with Pasuk number one. Pasuk number one, you don't have to, Pasuk one is giving you the basic outline. Pasuk number two, what do you do with that? That comes to tell you only after it's been erased does she drink. If you could still see it, she's not supposed to drink. That's what we learned. In other words, after, after it's erased, you drink. If, you, if she jumped the gun and drank it before it was fully erased, uh, then it won't work. Do, I don't, do, they, erase, do they erase all, all the words of the writing? The whole thing. I believe the whole thing, yeah. Um, I'm wondering, though, what do you do if it's wrong? Can you, like, do another one? Like, how did you start over again? Like, I'm not... What's wrong? If they drank before it was fully erased... Oh, the sequencing is off. It's off. So then they got to start over, right? They got to... So then they... That's what I was asking before, is it seems like it's under the Kaddish Baruch's control whether the bitter water is going to do whatever it's going to do to the woman. So why are they worried about... But, 
So we always know when it comes to Torah, we've got to follow the details to the T. We got to do exactly, if it says eat matzah, we got to eat a kazayas. If it says, you know, erase the waters, we got to erase the waters. When it comes to, to the Torah, we're, we're into the details. So you're right. In theory, couldn't Hashem make her blow up without if they if the Kohen message, you know? Without doing any of it. Right, right. That's right. But but with us, we're that's what we're all about is looking at the Torah and saying what does Hashem want? What are the details here? Uh, but the second Hashka Basra Shim Nimka Megil of Omer Shosa, that if she uh, they erased it and she says no, I don't want to drink Ma'or no so we uh, don't let her. Uh, we force her to drink. What do we do? He says, no, that one is needed to tell us the basic rule that first you bring the offering and then you make her a drink. And the first one tells you that if you erased it, um, that if you, if you gave her to drink first, it's okay. What does the third one do? It says, drink, that says, listen, lady, if you, you know, at this point, we erased Hashem's name for you, you're going to dream. Rabban and I, why don't the Rabbanan learn that way? They said, the Torah can't be telling us what happens if you do something wrong. That's not going to be the first part of the Pasuk. So basically, the machlokus is the very first pasuk. Is that telling you standard procedure, or is that telling you if you did it wrong? So the question is: Could the Torah, would the Torah have started out telling you what to do if you do it wrong? He says, "Lo pasukra." It wouldn't do that. So that's the that's part of that's that's one argument in the darshaning over here. Even though that seems to fit the way the verse is speaking, to tell you that uh, if you didn't follow the order, it would still work. So now the Gemara has a different question, though. Does Rebbe Kiva say uh, that we force her to drink against her will? What about the following? Rebbe Yehuda Omar. So um, uh, Rebbe Yehuda said, what do you do if the woman refuses to drink? What if she closes her mouth? I mean, then what? So You can't force somebody to drink. So Rebbe Yehuda says, "Ah, no problem. You You get a dentist. They have an iron an iron drink, an iron implement that you put in her mouth, Shim Nimka Megillah, in case after they erase it, it almost sounds like you do this preemptively. Lady, don't think about closing your mouth. Uh, we're going to make you put this in your mouth. Omer, any shosa, marno, so this water is going down whether you want to or not. So, Omer Revikiva, Revikiva, when they, they, he mentioned this mechanism to make sure she drinks, by putting this uh, this uh, iron piece in, um, the um, Rashi explained it a little bit. This kalbus, Rashi says, Rashi's about ten lines up. I don't know if we have a dentist here. Shnei shinaim yeshlo. It's got like two pieces, and you could like separate the two and and pour the water in the middle. I wonder if it's like a jaw kind of uh, it somehow manipulates the mouth uh, to open a little bit. So it's almost like a Sounds like it can, you know, convinces her not to close her mouth. Correct, I guess, right. Like so, got two points. Right, right. I, again, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, but Rebbe Kiva seems to argue, and listen to Rebbe Kiva. Om Rebbe Kiva, The whole purpose is to see if she's guilty. If she's refusing to drink, 
that's clear that she's uh, she's guilty as pie. She, you know, so uh, there's no reason to make her drink at this point. Just get, let her get divorced. She's not going to get her ksuva and uh, be finished with it. So what should you do? Before you bring the offering, she could change her mind. You can't change her mind. Um, the Morris so says... Would Rabbi Akiva agree with that? I mean, that, that sounds like it's a matter of timing, but Rabbi Akiva seems to suggest that there was something more fundamental that the moment she says no, you take it as a given that, uh, you know, that she's going out. Um... Yeah, the Gemara is going to ask that. The Gemara is going to talk about it in a second. Yeah, Rashi actually brings asks it that way. Uh, that what the Gemara is going to bring. How, how are we dealing with this issue? Isn't she admitting? Uh, w- if she refuses, isn't that? Would Rabbi Kiva say even here that uh, she could change her mind? So the Gemara says, according to what you're saying. You could really ask on this, you said she can't change her mind. Why don't you always say that by her refusing, uh, she's showing that she's guilty? I mean, that's guilt. I mean, that's the Morse Lokasha. It depends on whether it's a cold refusal or it's a nervous refusal. If she's nervous, she's just. She's just terrified to drink this. So it's not clear that she's guilty. She's just getting nervous. But if she's like uh, Brisusa, means she's healthy and she just says no, so then it's clear that she's... Uh, um, uh, the, so sometimes you can tell when people are nervous. Um, and so if she's refusing out of nervousness, then we force her to drink because she really wants to drink and prove her innocence. She just got the shakes. You know, it's very spooky. It's very nervous. Whereas if she's... Uh, sound mind, and she says, no, I'm not drinking this, uh, then it's clear that she's admitting it. If she's doing it, and she's healthy, and she's calm, so then you don't make her drink. If she's just getting nervous. So If she got nervous before they brought them in, and we didn't erase anything, and she wants to back out, or Inami Emka Megillah, the Shalokadin Avi, or they, they did it for some reason early. Koham de Machu, the Kohanim jumped the gun and erased it. Matsi Hadrubel. She could change her mind. Misha Koreva Kometz. But if they already offered the handful, the Bedin Avid Kohanim, and they did it right to Machi, Lo Matsi Hadrubel, then she can't erase it. But as as you mentioned, Kashi de Revikiva, Revikiva, what does Revikiva force her or does he not force her? Uh, we'll have to leave that answer till tomorrow. But there is just an interesting aside. Uh, there's a different Gomorrah that says if you have to uh, uh, burn a woman, a uh, uh, woman deserves the burning penalty. So uh, they, we didn't burn women alive with a fire. We gave them a drink of hot lead. So what happens if they decide they don't feel like drinking the hot lead? It's just not, uh, not uh, their taste. So it discusses over there uh, what the method is um, uh, over there, it mentions a like a uh, like a pliers type of thing that they open her mouth with. So, it, what's the difference between the uh, tosos, the top tosos? What's the difference in the method uh, over here and over there uh, to get the uh, to drink the water? Uh, okay, perhaps that's right. 